Perak Beis Mishnah Aleph. We're at this point familiar with the fact that the definition of a Rishus Hayachid is an area which is enclosed with valid halachic partitions. If the area is so enclosed, then it's not an issue to carry within that area on Shabbos. We also learned in the previous Perak that in order to qualify as a valid partition, it needs to, at least in some sense, consist of more solid than gap whether in the form of physical material that most of the partition has your physical solid, or whether we're using special principle like lovid that allows us to view really small gaps of less than three tvachim as if they're filled in, but if not, if it's this sparse kind of partition, every so often you have a little board here, a little board there, that will not constitute a halakhically valid partition. Today's mission presents a special case which it at least appears that the halacha dispenses of that fundamental requirement and that we ultimately, in this special circumstance, permit a severely compromised type of partition. And that is for the purpose of creating a halacha enclosure around the wells that were utilized by the pilgrims, the Ilaragolim, coming up on the festivals to the base of Migdash. It was crucial that they had full access to these wells as they journeyed up to the base of Migdash to water their animals and for their own drinking needs. They were faced with the halachic challenge with regards to their ability to draw water from these wells on Shabbos. That is, that the wells had dimensions of at least four tvachim wide, ten tvachim deep. Therefore, the wells were in the category of Rishos HaYachin. Wells are a private domain. So to draw water from there and put that on the ground, let's say for the animals, would be a biblical act of caring. You're caring from Meshus HaYachid and putting an object down in Meshus HaRabim. That's how it's saw. The Misha teaches that the Rabbanon issued a significant dispensation, permitted the pilgrims to utilize very basic partitions. They put those partitions around the well and as a result, the well is deemed to be enclosed within a larger Rosh and thus, of course, is not a problem anymore to carry anywhere within that enclosed area, including drawing water from the well within the enclosed Rosh It becomes a Rosh within a Rosh so no issue to you know, carry from the inner Rosh to the outer Rosh the Mishnah describes this minimal kind of enclosure that the Rabbanon permitted the pilgrims to rely on. And that is, the Mishnah says, they can solve the problem of avoid the carrying issue by osin pasin by installing these diyumdin. Diyumdin comes from Medio, is the Greek too, and Medin is the Amudin posts. It means double posts. They put L-shaped double posts at each corner of an imaginary square. So essentially you have these wooden posts that take the shape of corners of a square surrounding the well. The mission will describe its dimensions, how tall it has to be, how wide each board of the double post must be. They place those at each corner of this imaginary square, and voila, the area within is considered a Rishusa Yachid, and thus not a problem for the Ola Regalim to draw water from there for their behemoths on Shabbos and, if need be, for themselves 
And so we should appreciate that this seems to fly in the face of all the rules we studied in the previous parak. But apparently, the fact that you have like the beginnings of mechitzos at each corner, like you could see the square shape that this is taking. It's the beginnings of a square, and you have you know minimal boards. The dimensions again will be described below at you know each corner, starting each side of the wall. The chum say that's good enough. This apparently qualifies as a very minimal biblical enclosure. And for the purpose of the only regalim, we could rely on that and demon or shasayachid so that they could utilize the wells in Shabbos. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. However, Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir says Allah is not quite that lenient to place just the four that look like eight, meaning the four double boards, rather Shmona Niren Kishneim Asar. They're going to have to install eight pieces that appear like twelve, meaning Arba Diyumdin. We start with the same before the double boards that are Yehuda described at each corner. Biarba Pshutin, and another four straight you know, single boards, which will have to be placed in the center of each side of the imaginary square shape that the well is enclosed by. But as will become clear as we continue in the Mishnah, the dispute here is not as it appears. The mayor is not saying that we necessarily require these four additional single boards in the center of each side. In addition, there's a case in which Rabbi Yehuda will agree that you have to add these boards in the center. It all depends on the size of the gap between the corner posts, those diumdin at each corner. The dispute Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir is, at what point do we say the gap is too large to tolerate that we require the addition of the single boards in the middle. We will learn the details of the dispute later in the Mishnah. The Mishnah first describes the required minimum dimensions of the Dyumdin, these corner boards, two boards making an L-shape at each corner. The Mishnah states, There must be at least 10 Tfachim in height. It's always the case when you're dealing with a Mechitza, must have a height of at least 10 tfachim, which is approximately 32 inches. Virachban shisha. They must have a width of each board jutting out from the corner, must have a width of 6 tfachim. In other words, a full ama. So the whole idea is we're saying it's the beginning of a, a full partition at each side. So you have to have a full ama of width for each board that juts out from the corner. The oven koshu, there's no minimum in terms of the thickness. You could have the most minimal thickness, and that would be fine. The mission now discusses the, the issue that gets us right into the dispute of Rimeir and Rabbi Yehuda, and that is how much of a gap we tolerate between the Dyumdim themselves. As mentioned, even Rabbi Meir agrees that if there is a, a relatively small gap between the Dyumdim, you don't need to add Pshutin. You just need the L-shaped boards at each corner. You don't have to add regular flat single boards in the center of each side. So Misha gets into the details of this issue, beginning with Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi says, if you want to rely on just the L, the boards of the corners, between the Dyumdin, we could have no more space than the width that would be occupied by two teams of oxen, three oxen each, and this amounts to ten amos. So meaning this Tana is saying that if there are 10 Amos or less between the Dyumdin double boards, 
then that's fine. You don't have to add pshut. You don't have to add other boards in the center. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. However, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Shal Arba Arba. Rabbi Yehuda allows for an even larger gap. He says that when the Rabbanon stated this dispensation, they said that you could have as much a space that will accommodate two teams of four oxen each to pass through the space, and this equals 13 and a third amos. We have up to that amount of space between the diumdin double boards. That's fine. If you have more space than that, then Rabbi Yehuda will agree that you're going to have to add additional boards in the center to reduce the gap to some number within 13 and a third amos. The Mishnah elaborates on how exactly we measure these teams of oxen. The Mishnah states, Kishuros Mutaros. We do the measurement based on how much width there will be when the oxen are tied together. So that you know, reduces the total space. And further, achas nechneses ve'achas yotzes. We talk about a total of either six or eight oxen being able to pass through the space. We don't mean how much space you need to accommodate them to pass through all side by side, but rather the amount of space needed to accommodate these two teams of oxen passing through the space in opposite directions. One entering, one exiting. So again, the two opinions are, the mayor says, the measurement of two teams of oxen refers to Two teams of three oxen each, because that was typically what a team of oxen would consist of. Rabbi Yehuda is more lenient, it says, enough to accommodate two teams of four oxen each. Now, why are we talking about the measurement in terms of oxen? Why don't we just say 10 amos and 13 and 3rd amos, respectively? The answer is that the amount of space that the Rabbanon allow to be between the diumdin directly relates to oxen. This, again, has everything to do with the pilgrims who need to water their animals. And so on a practical level, this would not be an uncommon situation. You have one pilgrim who's finished watering his animals, and he's leaving with his team of oxen, and a different pilgrim is bringing his team of oxen. One's entering, one's leaving. So the Rabbana granted the pilgrims the right to leave a space between the Dyumdin up to these amounts to accommodate the pilgrims on a practical level to be able to water their animals on Shabbos. But even though you know, certainly such a mechitza and closure arrangement would normally not be acceptable, there would be you know, serious objections to it based on the amount of empty space that you have there, but to facilitate the pilgrims and their mitzvah being all the regel, Rabbanu were willing to rely on the most bare minimum, biblically acceptable enclosure that in the end has that shape of a square, looks enclosed, you see where the boards continue. And so since this is a bare bones, biblical enclosure, the pilgrims may rely on it.